Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I'm the founder of myvirtualchangemanager.com. I would like to acknowledge that I'm recording on thoroughbred country and pay my respects to the traditional owners, custodians, and elders, both past and present on the land on which I'm recording today. Wow, really struggling a bit. And I would like to acknowledge that I am recording... I would like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawal country and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording and to elders both past, present and emerging. Okay, when recording this or starting the recording for this uh, podcast, I had that song in my head. And in what you do, it's the way that you do it. And what you do, it's the way that you do it. Um, and apologies but that's just the song that was going around in my head. I'm not much of a singer. Uh, I'm a good karaoke person though. And I realized that this is so critical and foundational to change and when you're introducing change. So if you're introducing a change with your team, across an organization, across a program, there are some core values that you want to display. And your change and the legacy you leave if you're a change practitioner if you're a human resources practitioner or if you are a change leader or just a leader in your business it's actually about how you approach the change that people remember because even the most negative of changes if approached in the right way if it has a negative impact on people there's still a sense of acceptance if you actually embrace these core values. And these are ones that from a, a change perspective, I, have, I haven't always been able to achieve it, but I certainly have strived to always have these values top of mind. And fundamentally, as a person, uh, those of you who I've worked with or those of you who've experienced change that I have worked on will hopefully have recognized these values as I go through them. And one of the, the areas I learned this the most was working with First Nations people. There was, a, there was a whole new level of understanding that I was able to uh, be privileged to understand through work with Aboriginal people in Australia. And I am forever grateful for that, for those who were generous enough to share the culture um, and to give me the space to learn lessons 
to increase my own cultural awareness really as a, a non-indigenous person forever forever grateful and it just had it embed in me in the core of my being in relation to the way that you approach change is so critical so let's cover off some of the values respect fundamental for change you must respect those who you are working with and those who you are serving through that change process those who are impacted so often people get caught up in the emotion of the change or if people have an emotional reaction to the change that you're implementing and then all of a sudden there's you know a, an emotional retaliation that happens and then the fairness and equity gets lost and fairness and equity is really fundamental to respect. Sure, life's not fair all the time, but you certainly strive for consistency in your approach so that everyone is fundamentally treated the same. Everyone goes through a similar process. You tailor to audiences, who might, audiences impacted groups who might need more support for sure. And that's part of the respect element as well. Some people respect their journey. Some people may take longer to get on board the bus, as we say. However, it's about ensuring that you are giving everyone the same information at the same time. It's a fundamental respect thing. And I have actually seen it where if you have a group of leaders, that one leader has gone off to a, a forum and shared information that other groups who are impacted have not heard. And that is really disrespectful. And so that whole concept of a guiding coalition at leadership level and ensuring that everyone communicates at the same time, if there's definitely fundamental impacts to people's roles, that's really critical because the, the, the naivety of many leaders to think, no, I want to share it with my team. So I'm going to go rogue and I'll share it with my team first because I just happen to have my, my team together on this day it starts to show a fundamental disrespect to other groups. So thus the, the consciousness of if you're in a leadership cohort and you're introducing change across an organization where multiple areas are impacted, set up the appointments, communicate in a cohesive fashion because it shows you are respecting everyone in that process. And I can tell you that when people are like, well, um, you know, people weren't meant to take screen snapshots and share this and share that. Well, people do because we live in a technological age and people have iPhones, even in forums, they have iPhones, they will lift their iPhone up and they will take a photo and they will share it to colleagues, peers. So you really need to be sharp on knowing that an organization has its social networks, that it's connected. And so therefore, if you're implementing a value if you have the fundamentals of respect at the core of your communication strategy and at the core of your change process then you are going to communicate as a leadership group at the same time with all of your people in a coordinated way so that the experience lines up with that value really really important respect another key area and way of doing things which does mean you get a better end product is through collaboration and true collaboration. Sitting down with people, testing ideas, testing concepts, ensuring that you're listening. And it's such a key thing around listening that I want to talk about in a second. But it's very much around co-design at its truest sense, hand in hand. 
What are the constraints that the project or program might have to work within? So what are the rules on the playing field? And then work with those impacted to get the best outcome if it stays within those constraints. Now I can hear people saying, yeah, but Therese, in my particular project or my particular program or with my change, we can't share all the information with people. And there may be a certain percentage of change in which that can't occur. But let me tell you, about 90% of change can always be co-designed with those who are impacted. Things can be tested. Things can be, ideas can be tested. Concepts can be tested. Feedback and input can be gathered from those who are impacted to ensure that the solution is going to work for them. And so you do varying degrees, of course. The very core of human-centered design would mean you would have those who are experiencing the issue or problem at the table to help define the solution. However, obviously, there's a lot of maturity in an organization that has to take place and customer centricity that has to be in the DNA of the organization to embrace that. Some industries do it particularly well. So the Googles, the technology, where actually the the better test, better testing and all of that that happens in the technology space is in partnership with customers. They help collaborate, they help design, they help create. And the better service industries absolutely work with and once again, beta test with their customers, solutions, involve them in pilots, focus groups, community forums, those type of things. Why we're not doing it more and more across corporate, across other industries is beyond me. Um, however, it is definitely something that does need to be embraced and embedded in the organizations. It will always achieve better outcomes. So collaboration at the heart of it is a co-design. I'm not putting up the solution. We're going to work together to figure out the parameters of this solution. Within there might be some constraints or there might be some known constraints that might shift as a result of the conversation happening around the table. And sometimes solutions can be come from left field and can be so much better and leapfrog the solutions that the experts, and I say experts in the, I've got rabbit's ears going on, you know, the experts who created. So very important around collaboration. Utilize some of the best resources you've got, who are your customers, your clients, your stakeholders, your suppliers, your partners, your impacted groups through collaboration. If you collaborate, the change is easier to embed, far easier to embed. embed. The earlier you collaborate, the better and easier it is to put together a change plan to have that change embraced. The concept of listening. So the third key value, listening, listening genuinely. This is a really fascinating thing because everything seems to be so surface oriented from a change perspective, oh, we'll, we'll open, we'll have an email box. Yeah, so if anyone has any questions, they can email us. And then we'll go back on email and say, thanks for that, um, but this is the reason why we're doing this. Versus actually we want to initiate a conversation, a genuine conversation. Let's, let's get together. Let's try and unpack what your core um, point is so that we can make sure that the solution is going to address that. I always say where there's smoke, there's fire that whilst people might become quite emotive during a change, 
and be, you know, emotionally responding to something, there may be something to it that you need to explore and sit with. And sitting with people in a genuine way is not something that many organizations do well. So you want to make sure, once again, that you're facilitating a genuine process through listening and that you're getting those sound bites to the right people who can affect modifications within the solution to make sure that you get the best outcome. And I see this concept of listening in many organizations, especially looking at engagement results or looking at how to improve if there's a disconnect, if there's silos in the organization. So many culture leads really struggle to break that down. And it's because you need to teach the skill of listening, which is more EQ related. And for those who work in human-centered design, for those who have had exposure to community forums, led community forums, to really sharp facilitators, this is their strength and superpower. Now, I'm not perfect in this space. In fact, I'd never claim to be perfect in any space. But the ability to listen, I have sharpened over many, many years. And it really comes down to your self-awareness. So you can only hear others when you can reach an objective space and understand when you're driven by your own bias and exploration of your own biases. Because definitely many people have a bias when they walk into a forum or into a room that they're facilitating and they have an outcome they want to achieve versus a genuine sitting with so that they can unpack it with the group around them. So it's a definitely a superpower. It's a skill. So if looking to have forums created where you're actually going to be seeking feedback, and it also comes down to the collaboration concept, right? If, if you haven't got the right people facilitating those forums, you're only going to achieve half of what you're after because of the filters that they bring with them, the reports they then generate and how they're passing on that feedback. So really, really important to consider making sure that from a listening perspective, you've got the right people in the right forums with the right level of seniority, but also the right level of EQ to hold the space, to even create the space for that feedback to be provided and for the listening to occur and then accurate capturing and recording of that feedback. The three areas, respect, always, always fundamental to change, which will give you an easier path. People still may not be happy, but you can know that through the process and through that respect value that you've treated everyone with fairness and equality, you've communicated enough to people and that you, can, you won't be disrupted as you go and embed collaboration, true collaboration, which is really that sitting with people, not having the answer crafted and you're testing it. It's actually creating it with others. And then the listening and ensuring that you have the right people in the right forums, gathering the right information, and that those who are also receiving the information are checked in consciously in relation to their own biases that they walk into the room with so that they can really listen to a different level, listen with different ears. 
Have you ever been in those uh, sessions where people, you, you know, someone's talking to you about your topic of expertise and the person walks in and says, okay, I know that you have a whole bunch of knowledge and so your cup is full, but what I want you to do is to tip that cup out and they get you to tip it out so that it's empty and so that you can receive information around this group today and you can fill your cup up. You can look at it from a different perspective. One person sees the handle, the other person doesn't. But it's making sure that you're looking at this and what's in your cup from all different angles and you need to be open-minded to do that. So these are the things as a change facilitator or a change leader that you need to really consciously do because everyone gets so task-focused and they're just forcing through an outcome and a solution that they think is right. But the fundamental of true change means you need to take this approach. It will is more creative, it will have better outcomes, and it will make your change more successful. Respect, collaboration, and listening. I hope this has had you look at your change that you're currently working on from maybe through a different lens. You might approach things a little bit differently or review change plan, make some changes in relation to that to get a better outcome. Because it ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. Ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. Ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. That's what gets results. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Maybe not the singing. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. And come and join us at myvirtualchangemanager.com for the tips and tricks of the trade. And remember that change matters because your people matter. Have a great day.